tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's January 2nd. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got three briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, bad electoral news for Joe Biden this morning, although the news is even worse for his vice president, Kamala Harris. I've got the details coming up. Second, White House officials met with counterparts in Mexico last week to talk about the border crisis. The Mexicans promised to help us, but there is reason to doubt their sincerity. It has to do with drug labs. I'll explain. Third, we focus on health this morning as we launch into the new year. I've got five quick pieces of medical news and research that you can use to guide your health for 2024. Later, a listener question today about dictatorships. It's from Kathleen in Arbuckle, California. She asked about this topic after Trump said last month that he would be a dictator, but just for one day. So we'll talk about that. But first, let's get to our top story of the morning. It is the year 2024, and Happy New Year once again. And that means that the United States has a presidential election in less than 11 months. So let us kick off our White House coverage for the year with, well, some bad news, at least for Joe Biden. People do not like him. But if there is a silver lining for him, here it is. People really don't like his vice president, Kamala Harris. So here's what we know. A poll out yesterday from USA Today shows that Joe Biden is still losing the national popular vote to the front runner. That is Republican Donald Trump. Mr. Trump is up by a score of 39 to 37. Meanwhile, swing state polls from Nevada to Georgia still show Mr. Trump beating Biden by a far wider spread. The Democrats are in this otherwise unhappy position because their base is, well, unhappy. Hispanic voters, for instance, now back Trump by five percentage points, which is a dramatic reversal from the last time around. Biden beat Trump by over 30 points with this group. Next, young people are also leaving the Democrat base. According to USA Today, voters under the age of 35 now back Trump by four points over Mr. Biden. Then there is the black set of voters, traditionally a rock solid Democrat group, An increasing number of black voters say that they are going to vote for a third party candidate like Bobby Kennedy Jr. rather than Biden or his vice president Harris. And that is quite something. As listeners know, the vice president celebrates her black heritage with great frequency. But USA Today found that she has a lower approval rating amongst black voters than even Biden does. 12 percentage points lower, actually. Well, USA Today's poll aside, Mr. Biden got even more bad news over the weekend about his electoral coalition. Muslim leaders were gathered in Chicago and they announced that they were expanding their operation of what they call Abandon Biden. It is now a 50 state effort. They said all to ensure that Muslim Americans vote for anyone other than Mr. Biden, largely because of his handling of the war in Israel. So taken together, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it means that the White House 
certainly has a long road to go to make up for lost ground. For what it's worth, uh, most of Mr. Biden's weaknesses electorally come in the areas of the economy, where most folks still say they have yet to see benefit or improvement over the last few years. But also this, a separate poll from the Associated Press that came out yesterday, it shows that national security and foreign policy are also of increasing concern to Americans. About 20% of you are concerned about global affairs, and that is up from just 5% from one year ago. And unfortunately for Mr. Biden, Americans do not give him good marks on national security. So those are the facts and data about our upcoming presidential election, ladies and gentlemen. Let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion with this quick observation for you. Buried in this data and other polling is something very interesting. It's not just the Hispanic or black or younger voters are leaving Mr. Biden. Rather, it is that they are choosing Trump and not voting for, say, a third-party candidate by and large, or they are saying, well, hey, I could uh, not vote at all. No, they're not doing that. They are choosing Trump. And that's really quite something, isn't it? Because either like or dislike the man, he has been under media scrutiny, well, assault, perhaps one could say, for years. In fact, he's been labeled a dictator, a Nazi, which we'll discuss later in the episode. Indeed, others have said it is the end of the republic if he's elected. And yet, most American people even traditional Democrat voters like Hispanic folks, they're taking all that on board and, well, just sort of shrugging it off. They want change. So as ever, ladies and gentlemen, if you are one of those people who share that view that you want change, then you need to get involved and you need to do so right now. This coming summer or fall, that is just too late. So you can do that, get involved in lots of different great ways. You could knock on doors for your preferred candidate or you can organize at your local church or social club. All in all, we've got to get people to the ballot box, my friends, because that is the only thing that matters at the end of the day, polls aside. So there's there's my sermon this morning, this reflection. Now I'll get off my soapbox. With that, we turn to our second report of the morning. White House officials met with counterparts in Mexico late last week. The focus was largely on the border crisis and how Mexico might step up to help slow it down. Well, there was a lot of celebration after that meeting about promises that were made. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said that the Mexicans promised the American people to do more. Quote, we appreciate Mexico's commitment to the continued efforts alongside with us and others to address the regional challenges of migration. End quote. Except there's just one problem with that. We know that Mexico has made a lot of previous commitments about stopping illegal migration and they have not followed through. And while it is true that this has definitely happened before in terms of migration, we know it's also happening on other issues or other subjects. In fact, one recently that was covered by Reuters News Service was on the issue of drugs and busting drug labs, especially for fentanyl. So here's that news. Reuters News Service reports that the Mexican government has been raiding and shutting down drug labs, it's true, but they are those that either don't exist, actually, or were long ago abandoned. To understand what exactly is going on, we should know this. The U.S. government has been pressuring the Mexican leadership to crack down on drug labs, especially in northern Mexico, to which the leftist president of this country, who goes by the acronym of AMLO, he promised the Biden White House that, yes, he would crack down. And recently, he said that he had the data to back up his promise that he would do more. Raids on drug labs, he said, were up dramatically over the past few months, especially in August. But that wasn't true. Mr. AMLO was cooking the books. 
According to a Reuters news investigation, about 95% of Mr. AMLO's raids on drug labs just this past August, those were on facilities that had long ago been abandoned. Meanwhile, data show that over the four years of AMLO's presidency, 89% of the raids that he authorized were targeting inactive drug labs, most of which had been abandoned years prior. In other words, they were imaginary labs. Well, in response to this Reuters expose, the Mexican government didn't have a lot to say other than this, quote, Mexico is committed to continue to help the prevention of the entry of chemicals and fentanyl into the United States, end quote. The Biden White House also echoed this statement, saying that, quote, we are grateful for the commitment that President AMLO has made to confront this challenge through our domestic efforts and theirs, end quote. Republicans on Capitol Hill, however, were not quite as impressed. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa said, quote, These figures suggest that Mexico is fighting an imaginary war on drugs designed to score political points rather than save lives, end quote. Meanwhile, and this is interesting, the cartels also weighed in on this expose. Raiders News Service interviewed at least two drug traffickers, and they explained exactly what's going on. The cartels leaked the location of old drug labs to corrupt soldiers. Those soldiers in the Mexican military then used that information and provided it to their senior commanders, boosting their credibility. The commanders then sell this good news story to President AMLO, who is fully aware of the actual truth. Indeed, what is actually happening behind the scenes is that the Mexican government and their military looks the other way when it comes to the actual functioning drug labs. They allow the cartels to continue to operate those normally for a bribe or other types of kickbacks. So those are the latest facts and data this morning about some games being played by Mexico while the White House apparently is applauding them nonetheless. Let me now give you my analysis and opinion. And I want to do this as though you were in the White House this morning because this kind of intel is what we would share with the president or the National Security Council. We would also offer up possible solutions. So let me give you my first analysis of what this means. Mexico is a failed state. It is run like a puppet by cartels or other foreign mafias. And that has been true, by the way, for decades. And that will not change. It is a narco state. So that means, second, you have a few options about how you want to deal with this reality. You can do what the Biden White House is currently doing, which is nothing. Or you treat this place like a war zone and you squeeze that country until they do what you want. This is how you do it. You start by opening or otherwise expanding what are called forward operating bases in places like southern Texas, Arizona and New Mexico. At these places, folks there will operate things like drone flights. They will also house special operation forces. And they they will coordinate intel collection with the DEA, the NSA, and the CIA. You would then use these bases and spend about six months, give or take, to collect what are called signals intelligence. Things like emails, phone calls, text messages. You supplement that information with new or existing information from your human sources or your human. Of course, that would be on the ground in Mexico. You then combine all of that to create what are called targeting packages. And those would include of cartel members, their families, and or complicit members of the Mexican government and military. And then, to borrow a phrase from my military brothers, you just start lighting stuff up. You start killing people via drone strikes or targeted assassinations via special operators. 
you also start blowing up their infrastructure, like cartel phone towers, the cell phone towers. We also know they have a lot of warehouses and, of course, those drug labs. And you do this over a very short period of time, no more than a month. And you use overwhelming and an ungodly amount of firepower to covert shock and awe. Now, to be fair, that will create two problems. First, it will likely bring about a degree of, uh, of chaos, even with very targeted strikes. That is why you would likely need to seal the border via martial law along the border counties with Mexico. Second, it's also likely that industrial production in the northern factories of Mexico would be affected, and that in turn would impact the provision of goods that Mexico usually provides us. But here's my response to that. These are costs that we must bear to reestablish our border and deal with what is a failed state to our south. But there is one last final component to my suggested plan that we need to all understand, and it is critical. Not every corrupt member of Mexico has to die. You can pick up the phone to a corrupt President AMLO or whoever comes next and offer that person a very straightforward deal. They can continue to be the leader of Mexico and do as they would like, but when the White House says do something, you do it, or we launch more operations. And to test this, here's what you would offer up. You tell Mexico, remove all Chinese companies that have operations in Mexico, and then you wait for the response. If you hear, yes, sir, great. If not, then more stuff or people in Mexico gets blown up. That is how you deal with Mexico. That is how you deal with a narco state. And that would be my counsel to you if you were in the White House this morning based on my years of dealing with global thugs and despots. But as ever, unfortunately, you are not in the White House this morning. So if you want that kind of response that I'm offering you, you are going to need to elect somebody who hears what I just said and says in response, make it so. Because that, in my view, is how we win this thing. That is how we bring Mexico to heel, and we save this country from the muck and the vile creatures that run Mexico City. With that, let's take our first break of the morning, shall we? We'll be right back. My friends, have you gotten your Factor Meals yet? If not, holy smokes, you should. Factormeals.com is the best meal delivery company in the United States. I promise you this. I have tried the others. These guys are it. They gave you more than 35 different meal options to choose from every single week. That includes Calorie Smart, which is a pretty good idea after the holidays. Also, they've got Protein Plus, which is a great idea for after the gym. And even Vegetarian Options, which is a great idea for people who are crazy. Just kidding. We love our vegetarians, too. Well, anyway, it's all delivered, ladies and gentlemen. Fresh, right to your doorstep. Never frozen. All you got to do is open the box, and after a couple of minutes of heating, you have got a great meal to enjoy. And that's true for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Plus, they've got some wonderful grab-and-go snacks and some tasty cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. As ever, I've told you this before, I love their pork chops. They've also got shredded chicken tacos that are so good. Also, they've got a new lasagna that is out, and it is top-notch. These meals, folks, really are delicious, and they are a perfect option for either busy people like me or retired folks who just want good, healthy meals, but they don't want the fuss of cooking. 
So support the folks who support this podcast, my friends, and get yourselves Factor Meals at 50% off right now. So go to factormeals.com slash right five zero. That's W-R-I-G-H-T five zero. And you get 50% off. Yeah. Again, that's promo code right five zero at factormeals.com slash right five zero and get that 50% off. But more importantly, my friends, you're getting a meal service that is good for your body and great for your taste buds. I guarantee it. Folks, a few months ago, you might remember that I had a very strange tech issue. My gear melted down on me. Well, to fix and protect those systems, I used a company called Cronovi. That's spelled K-R-O-N-O-V-I. And I want to tell you about them. It's a small IT company that offers a range of services from advanced forensic challenges like mine, but also for simple consumer needs too, like website creation or basic tech support or helping you install and operate some fancy gadgetry that maybe you got at a birthday or Christmas time. Meanwhile, for businesses, they offer you a ton of great advanced services too, like app development or digital transformation, cloud services, e-commerce, and they do all of that and so much more at a tremendous value. By the way, the most important part of that value for me was trust. Cronovi has an Idaho-based, U.S.-run tech support team with professional certifications and backgrounds that certainly impressed me, and I know it will impress you. So go to Cronovi.com. Again, that is K-R-O-N-O-V-I. Reach out to their team, and they will get back to you on whatever your tech project might be, that be big or small, personal or business. Plus, here is an awesome benefit. For the folks who are paid subscribers on Substack, you are going to get 20% off of all of Cronovi's services. Just look for the promo code on the daily emails that I send you. And that discount, that could be hundreds or even thousands of dollars in savings, depending, of course, on your project. So again, everybody, go to K-R-O-N-O-V-I.com and use this wonderful Idaho-based, American-run tech team that I use and trust. Again, that's K-R-O-N-O. VI.com. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our news this morning with a pivot towards important updates about your health. It is a new year with a lot of resolutions from losing weight to getting more sleep. Yes, please. Or maybe to find some hope if you are dealing with a chronic medical challenge. So let's talk about a few things this morning that science and research are suggesting might help you in what we could call a battle for the resolutions. So let's start with booze, something that a few of you might have had a little bit too much of on New Year's Eve. And for this one, we go all the way back to the Prohibition era, the era when, of course, alcohol was illegal in this country, which, by the way, ended 90 years ago last month. At any rate, researchers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison wondered if they could prove whether people who were born in that era lived longer or shorter lives if they were born in either a dry county or a wet county. So they were keenly interested in asking and answering this because of something that I didn't know. 14% of women in America currently report that they drink uh, alcohol, of course, while pregnant, which is remarkably not smart. So these researchers wondered if this longitudinal data from the Prohibition era would tell us if babies born in either wet or dry counties would ultimately live longer or shorter lives. Researchers then looked at census and social security data from dry and wet counties from decades gone by, 
and they looked at resulting lifespans. And they found that on average, babies born in dry counties lived 15% longer than those in wet counties, adjusting for other factors like access to medical care. So there you have it. Prohibition, the law, may have been a failure, repealed by popular vote, but the lack of booze certainly gave people a longer life, even if just 15%. Maybe keep that in mind, my friends, especially if you had to take a few Advil yesterday. Next up, if you are a busy person or otherwise stuck at a desk during most of your daytime working hours, well, here is a quick fix. Do one minute of a simple exercise, like a body squat, and do that every 20 minutes or so, because doing that boosts muscle function, mental focus, and staves off fatigue. That's according to researchers in Japan, along with colleagues in the U.S. and the U.K., who looked at how short bursts of exercise like this for otherwise sedentary people might provide some important health benefits. So they divided study participants into two groups, one of which sat, and the other one sat as well, but moved a little bit. Every 20 minutes or so, they would move for 60 seconds. They would either do calf raises or body squats. Subsequent evaluation of blood flow and mental acuity found that the people who moved just a little bit for those 60 little seconds had greater cerebral blood flow, better levels of energy, higher executive function, and better mood. This, by the way, matches other studies that show that these little micro-workouts can lower blood pressure and maintain muscle mass in the event that you can't get to a gym. Although, you really don't even need that. There's actually a field of exercise called trigger workouts where a a certain action or a trigger, like uh, pouring yourself a cup of coffee or starting the dishwasher, that then triggers you to do a set of push-ups or some jumping jacks. So, there you have it. Some micro-workouts or trigger workouts Those are good for you. Just 60 seconds every 20 minutes or so. That's good news. Third this morning, if you're looking to extend your life and the quality of your years, well, I've got something for you to consider. Researchers at Columbia University have been exploring the amino acid called taurine for its effects on osteoporosis. That is a molecule, by the way, found in certain foods, especially beef and other meats. And generally, the body makes all that we need. But as we age, that is less true which is why one researcher at Columbia first looked at taurine and its connection to osteoporosis and the building of bone. But that led to additional inquiries about whether there are some broader benefits of taurine for the overall longevity of human life and the quality of those years. Researchers at Columbia then ran a study that looked at supplementing the normal diets of some test subjects, mice in this case, and they gave them taurine. And they found that it led to about a 10% increase in their lifespan, which is about a a seven to eight year uh, span for humans. But it was also in the quality of those extra years that researchers noted a benefit. The treated mice had less age-associated weight gain, especially for female mice, plus increased bone mass, improved muscle endurance and strength, also reduced depression symptoms and anxious behaviors. Lastly, it promoted a younger-looking immune system. Researchers did caution, though, that this is a mouse study and more needed to be done to confirm benefits in humans, although they pointed to uh, two studies out of Europe that suggest that, in fact, taurine has many of these benefits in people as they found in mice. Nevertheless, more studies are underway at Columbia and elsewhere on the positive effects of taurine. So more to come, and if you need an excuse, well, go eat some more lean meat. Next up... If you gave your kiddos either a smartphone or a cat for Christmas, watch out. I got a warning on both. 
So let's start with the gadgets. A study of 50,000 Korean children looked at their daily use of gadgetry, namely smartphones. And here's the upshot. Kids who use these things for four hours or more a day had substantially higher psychiatric disorders, sleep issues, eye-related problems, and muscle skeletal disorders. Meanwhile, they found that about one to two hours a day was apparently the sweet spot, with some modest use apparently showing some benefits with these phones, provided that mom and dad were watching what the kids were exploring on these darn things. Moving on now to the feline research. Medical providers in Australia revealed last month that kids who were raised with cats in the home had more than a doubling of risk of developing schizophrenia. They looked at 40 years of data from children in 11 different countries from all around the world, and they found this association was true of people in general, but especially kids. The culprit is likely a parasite. It's called T. gondii, leading to something called toxoplasmosis. If you are a pregnant woman or ever have been one, you know what this is and why you should never be around kitty litter or cat feces. Their scat is full of this parasite, and it is actually the leading cause of newborn blindness globally, as well as later vision loss, mental disability, and seizures. So to those folks out there who have cats inside the house with litter boxes, well, you might want to put kitty kitty outside or replace them. Do what I do. Get a plastic plant. Finally, this morning, a medical note of hope to kick off our new year for many of us in this country. It's for folks out there who suffer from MS or love people who do. Researchers in Sweden and Canada wondered if they might repurpose HIV drugs to benefit people with MS. And here was their rationale. The Epstein-Barr virus is believed to play a very important role in MS and disease progression. There's also a role of something called the CD4 T-cells in MS disease and progression. And in both cases, researchers wondered if these HIV drugs might play a beneficial role in either affecting the Epstein-Barr virus or the numbers of those CD4 T-cells. So they identified 29,000 people who were medically recognized as being HIV positive, dating all the way back to 1992 in Canada and 2001 in Sweden. And they explored these folks' medical records for over a 10-year period of time, looking at whether or when any of them had any secondary diagnoses of MS. And what they found was pretty remarkable. A 45% decrease of cases as compared to what they anticipated they would find. Indeed, it's even more remarkable in women. 72% fewer cases. Now, more research is now underway. These results were only published last month. But it is quite intriguing and very hopeful. And that is in part because modern HIV medicines are advanced to the point that some have very few side effects and can be taken for decades. On that very hopeful note, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. It is a listener question today sent to us from one of my paid subscribers at rightreport.substack.com. Kathleen from outside of Arbuckle, California wrote in and she wanted to talk about dictatorships. Brian, she wrote last month, Donald Trump said that he would be a dictator if he were reelected, but he would only be a dictator for one day. So my question is, does that kind of talk make you nervous as a former CIA officer? 
Great question, Kathleen. So let's do this first. Let's refresh our memories on exactly what happened. Well, Mr. Trump last month was sitting down with Fox News's Sean Hannity. It was at a town hall. And Mr. Hannity was pressing Mr. Trump on this allegation by Democrats that he would be a dictator during his next term if he were elected. To which Mr. Trump responded by saying, no, except for day one. To which Hannity then said, uh, meaning what? Trump then said, I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. Trump then wrapped up the exchange by saying, no, 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 no dictatorship other than day one. We are going to close the border and we are going to drill, drill, drill. And after that, I am not a dictator. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> there you go, Kathleen. A dictator for a day. And that is what uh, caused a pretty notable media meltdown over the past month with the White House, Democrats, the media, never Trump Republicans, all joining together in unison saying, oh, the end is near. Trump is like Hitler and so forth. Okay, so what does he mean by what he said? And am I worried? Let's talk about that first part. He says dictator for a date to deal with illegal migration. So I suspect what he's talking about here, at least based on his plans to deal with illegal migrants or aliens, as they are legally known, is to use something called the Alien Enemies Act of 1798. It was originally drafted during a time that we were afraid of war with France and their saboteurs. Now, without getting into the legalese of this very old law, Trump would use it to expel certain people, namely members of drug cartels and criminal gangs, and here it is, he would do so without due process. The law allows for it. And that, I'm assuming, is the dictator part of this conversation of stripping away those constitutional due process rights. So does that worry me? No, it does not. Not at all. In fact, I would welcome that very aggressive use of that law or laws like it to remove illegals, all of them, hopefully, criminals and otherwise. So to help us understand that view and my reflex of wanting to, if I may, reestablish law and order in this country and on our border, let's look at a place where you can reasonably say that it is a country led by a dictator. That is the country of El Salvador. As listeners might recall from my previous briefs, the president of that country, President Bukele, is running for re-election, even though the constitution there is pretty clear that he's not supposed to be able to. But his party dominates Congress, and they gave him permission to run. And here's why they did that. The people of El Salvador love President Bukele. He's got approval ratings of 85 to 90 percent. And those are North Korea-like numbers, but in this case, they're real. And the people love him because he has locked up more than 50,000 people who are suspected gang members, usually without a trial or access to a lawyer. And... As we look at this example, nobody doubts that some innocent people have been locked up, and that is certainly horrifying and awful. But his approach has also brought down crime levels from some of the most horrific in the world, especially murders, to now El Salvador is pretty safe. Former no-go zones that were controlled by gangs and cartels are now full of businesses and kids playing in parks. Normal life is back. In other words, people are willing to trade away their liberties for law and order. And of course they are. And of course we would too, depending on how lawless it got. And boy, oh boy, are we being tested on that front right now. As I briefed y'all on, uh, we have record property and retail crime in this country. In some cities like Seattle, we've got record violent crimes. 
And holy smokes, we've got 300,000 illegal migrants who are pouring across the border every month without being vetted and without a single consequence for any of them. Plus, as I shared with you all yesterday, they get a bunch of free stuff when they get here. And it's stuff that you and I don't get or we have to pay for it. So Kathleen, I suspect that Trump and his campaign understand this very basic psychology of people. We desire law and order. And in this country right now to restore some common sense. It's just that he doesn't really care to be careful about how he says things or to thoughtfully explain why he would do what he would do. He's just Trump, a human firecracker with an ability to really make Democrats just lose their minds and also lose their base of supporters. Because remember, at the top of the episode, we talked about how the data show that black and brown Democrats are now gravitating towards Mr. Trump. And I suspect that part of that comes down to watching their country fall apart, especially their own communities. So they're looking for an option. And so Trump, for now, it is. And they don't care about Democrats or their concerns of dictatorships. They want their country back. And for what it's worth, I understand. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.